and welcome to The Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan, and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Chagas Organic Specialist, Elaine Levy, to get an update on the recent organic scheme, how red clover and multi-species is managed on organic farms, and the upcoming organic walks. Elaine, there's been a lot of interest in the new organic scheme. How soon will farmers know if they were successful? Farmers had applied with the closing date, they're just gone in April. Uh, there were actually 380 applicants to the scheme and they will officially know from the, the organic unit of the Department of Agriculture uh, of being successful in September. And maybe just to add that there's funding going forward of 256 million has been allocated for the organic farming scheme. And this scheme will reopen uh, in uh, October uh, time, the fourth quarter of the year from, for new applications. So as I suppose a background to that, as organic farming, there is a target there, a present government target there to have seven and a half percent of the land being farmed organically. Uh, presently in Ireland, we're just at, at, two, at 2%. So there's a target there and there's funding there to match that target. Elaine, given the rise in fertilizer prices, there's an increased interest in organic farming. What advice have you for farmers? I suppose maybe the first thing, maybe it's very obvious one, Catherine, is like, with can a livestock farmer, when they're thinking about organic farming, can they actually say to themselves, yes, I can I can farm without fertilizer? So if you can see yourself saying, yes, I can farm without fertilizer, it's one thing to talk about it, but to actually to be able to do it. That's the first thing that you that you need to know is that that I can do this. And I suppose in relation to that, there's also you have to to look then I would say to get acquainted to the adjustments that would be needed on the farm so for example in the whole area of animal housing in organics uh, animals must have uh, they have specific uh, area spaces required and also 50% of the area that they require must be a straw bag uh, bedded lie back bedded solid areas so to look at what adjustments that they have to make on their farm also the best way to do then is to talk to advisors and talk to the organic to other organic farmers and see what other practices that are that are needed and changes that they will have to make to their farming system and again um, in organics there is the whole area of the certification so there is all all organic beef cattle farmers are all registered with an organic certification body so talk to the certification body find out what actually is the paperwork the application process and the inspection what they will will have to do and adhere to as the farm organically and the farmers that you're working with what is the biggest lesson that they have learned since converting from conventional to organic i suppose the biggest fear and look at it's is as as cattle farmers, as livestock farmers, they're producing grass. And I suppose the biggest challenge and the biggest change they would say is to get over that they're going to be able to grow grass, produce grass, be it in uh, good quality grass for grazing or be it in, in a silage for the winter because grass is the predominant diet. So again, it's a challenge. And a lot of farmers would say that the first two years, they would openly admit that the first two years is it takes a bit of changing. And once you get over the first two years that they really do get into the system. So grassland management is key. And I suppose in relation to managing in relation to clean grazing systems, rotating the animals properly, putting a grazing plan in place to try and maximize the, the utilization of the grass. And also clean grazing is, an, is another 
thing that need to, needs to be looked at. So that certainly is something that needs to be looked at and can be a challenge. Um, something that people always say, and we might think of it, people find the challenge of actually the perception, maybe what might the neighbours say if by them going organically and to get over that, that can be a challenge in, in, in itself to make that they might be doing something different than what their peers in the area is doing. So that can be a challenge. Also, I suppose we all know when we talk about organics, you can't go out with fertilizers. So you need to look at then uh, how am I going to feed my grass? So the whole area of nutrients and what's been produced in the farm, such as farmyard manure and cattle slurry, is getting to know the true value of that and using that to, to help with your production levels and to, to keep your nutrients good. Because in organics, I suppose we concentrate more on feeding the soil. So you have so you need to use what you have in the farm to feed that soil to, to produce that grass crop. And Elaine, I suppose, obviously, organic or concentrate feeds are mm -hmm. more expensive above conventional farming. With the higher prices at the moment, how are organic farmers managing, particularly over the winter period? Yes, look, at uh, organic concentrate has always been more expensive. Look at what's happening at the moment has has definitely increased that the difference between conventional and organics. At the moment, you're talking about in around approximately a ton of concentrate in around the region of 700 euros a ton. So what are farmers doing, as you say, to combat that? And farmers have always like, uh, I suppose, one of the main when we talk about organic farming and talking about producing grass and all the rest, any farmer that you talk to that talks about far, about farming organically or anything that you read, you look at the whole area, clover is always mentioned. So clover, as we all know, is, is a nitrogen fixer. It's a, it produces very good quality silage. So I would have farmers that would be winter finishing animals and they would be incorporating a red clover, swart, red clover grass sward as part of the winter diet because, as you know, that is it. And trying then to use that red clover grass silage as the finishing diet. Uh, I suppose also you need to look at it's like again it's not just one thing that you have to look at there's a lot of pieces to the jigsaw looking at the breed type as regards what breed of animals that they are using and what levels of feed that that, that animal would need to finish is also something that has to be looked at so there's a number of, of components to it but they would be the two two of the main components of it. I suppose we've seen the recent launch of the scheme such as the multi-species and red clover mm -hmm. And you've mentioned in relation to the red clover, how do the organic farmers manage the red clover swords? Yes, I suppose red clover, uh, I suppose, how do they manage it? I suppose, as we all know, in relation to red clover, uh, I suppose it's to, first of all, the main thing is that they have to get established. So they establish it at the correct time of the year. Uh, they don't have the quick fix of putting any fertilizer or burning off any ground running. So they, the establishment of it is very, very important and get it established at the right time. Um, as we know from it, the capabilities of red clover and the two main, I suppose the two main reasons they would be growing it would be for fertility building. And as we've just said, good quality silage. So in relation to managing it, then they're cutting it in up to maybe three and even sometimes four times a year. As a as a crop, it's a hungry crop, so that it has to be fed well. So they are they are putting feeding it, be it with farmyard manure and cattle slurry. So again, the management of it is key uh, and cutting it at the right time to ensure that you have the quality of the silage, the feeding of it uh, as a crop. Uh, so th th they would be the main, the, the, no different, I suppose, only that it, the feeding of it is, is, is slightly different than what uh, a non-organic farmer would be doing. 
in relation to the multi-species swords, what benefits are organic farmers seeing to that or how are they managing it? I suppose, yes, as all indication and and research to date and look at multi-species, it's again, I suppose, in organics, as I said, we're talking about feeding the soil. And one of the main, I suppose, benefits of a multi-species sward is that it is very good in relation to uh, the, all those different root, roots that are growing underneath the ground so that they're they're able to get nutrients from, release nutrients from various levels. It's good for soil structure. Again, it's good as it's been saying that it's a, it's produced a well forage a well balanced forage diet with little or no nitrogen input and with inorganics you can't do that so you have that there it's drought tolerant again from an animal health and welfare it has it is indications is that it has good anthelmintic properties and is good mineral content so which are giving natural resistance and animal health and welfare very important in organics so it will help in that area also so it's Again, I suppose a lot of people will be saying there's a lot more work to be done on it, but certainly uh, they are, there are definitely benefits to it that, that can be seen. Most definitely, Elaine. It's great to see that farm walks are back again and you have a yes. busy month ahead with organic beef walks. It's great to be out and about, yes. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, look at, as you said, look at with COVID and everything, we, we, we've we had this demonstration farm walk programme with the department for a long number of years and with COVID we haven't had it, so we're back out on farms and look, uh, we have a great series, we're doing a great tour of the country in, in June, we have a farm walk starting the 1st of June, we're going to Ross Common, we farm walk right up uh, one, two, three, four, five, one after the other in the month of June in, in Ross Common, Kildare, Mead, Sligo and Monaghan, so there's a great range there and a good geographical spread of organic farms and look at it's the best way to I suppose some people when you're talking about uh, organics and organic farming it may be going out and seeing it in practice you, you dismiss some of the myths that's attached to it and look at it's the best way of finding out about it and like at these farm walks you'll talk to the farmer that's doing it most importantly and as farmers coming to it you'll be able to talk and find out and get more information the organic certification bodies will be there the organic unit of the department of agriculture will be there and ourselves chagas will be there so there'll be a wide range of people so you'll get a one-stop shop in relation to the whole uh, the farming practices and also the the supports that are there and also as regards what you have to do in relation to be registered and inspections and all of that. So you'll get all at, at the walks. That's great, Elaine. I think it's a great opportunity for farmers with an interest in organic mm-hmm. farming to visit these farms and actually see the farm in practice, particularly yes. with the scheme opening again in October. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And just it gets all your ducks in all. You get the opportunity to to like you know, we can talk about it and all the rest, but you need to get, as somebody said, you need to get your boots on the ground and see what it's like, because you know, that's what you're going to be doing on a day-to-day basis if a farmer listing takes the organic option. So you want to know what, what's involved. That's great, Elaine. I'll include the poster for all the upcoming events in the text for the podcast. Thank you, Catherine. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to Elaine for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.